So let's talk about something that we don't ever talk about. Food. <laughs> Specifically, mushrooms. Ooh, all right. Shrooms seem to be kind of a theme. Umami or shroom fest or... The lion's mane powder. Yeah. We put in the smoothies. And this, these are things that I want to talk about. So I've been using those portobello mushroom caps for the last couple of months. Countless, huh. countless things you can use them for. You know, I've been chopping them up and putting them in miso soup. I've been yeah, turning yeah. them into portobello tofu mushroom burgers. Mm. Um, we made uh, portobello cap sandwiches last night, which were excellent, by the way. Thank you very much, dude. I had such a wonderful, peaceful time with you guys last night. I was pretty close to actually getting my wife uh, to even consider thinking about being on the cast oh nice um, that's cool she won't do it she, she won't do it though her friend actually said her opinions uh would be probably welcomed no i'm sure yeah you know, she's she, she's got like a different approach to life which is you know why i love her uh but to go back to the mushrooms so i'm stuck on these portobello mushrooms if i'm not using the portobellos i'm using the criminy mushrooms which are, are pretty common you know they're like the only mushrooms you can get at the grocery store per se. So in like I know me, some of the Asian markets, right? Ah, they, they're the spot where you ed- can get the funky, funky mushrooms. Me. Okay. I do. I'm kind of a novice myself. And no. then like also there's mushroom hunters, like guys don't want to tell you. So you can't really learn where the spots are, where like the chanterelles and the mushrooms are in the right, local but that mountains. That shit's going to be expensive, right? If you actually yeah, find them. Yeah. Right. For sure. I mean, I'm sure there's places that specialize in it where you, you can kind of get it. But, yeah, those are those are pricey. It's not really worth it. Yeah, I mean, or you learn, I guess. But I don't know how you... Is it not worth it, though? I mean, because you can only get that... You have that taste so often. I mean, is there... I wonder <laughs> maybe where you live. Like here, yeah, we have a little mushroom. So I'm sure if you know what you're doing, yeah, it's probably worth it. But learning to live here, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough. Well, I know when I was younger in Colorado, we'd go pick all kinds of different mushrooms, you know, edible mushrooms. Oh, man, that's the best. It's yeah. a little scary. You don't know what you're doing. Well, you know, my, we were, for a my, while, we were kind of getting into it with the, the spore. What do they call it? Where you take the paper and you make a spore print, I guess? They're really pretty. A Roshark test? <laughs> no, yeah, basically, you like you, you take the mushroom and just like put it up against like a paper like and it... it gets the pattern and then you're able to discuss like decide what mushroom it is like an identification tool oh wow so it's really pretty though it's like a kind of a cool thing what other mushrooms do we have locally that you know i could buy and experiment with (laughs) it looks like i i have i know nothing man we got (laughs) i i really don't know we should figure it out, though. I know chanterelles are, like, a natural one that grows, but, like, I, as far as, like, what are good to eat, I have, like, a couple books. I know a lot of them kind of are iffy, where it's, like, ah, yeah, it kind of unsettles your stomach. It's not really poisonous, but there's, like, a reason why people don't eat them kind of I, thing. I'm talking about something I can go into the store and buy. Well, you had brought up the, the Asian markets, like, in Little Saigon. Yeah, yeah, I know. They got the oyster mushrooms and those skinny oh, little ones. There you and like go. Oh, different... yeah. well, oh uh, Natalia had them the other night. The, no, they start with an N, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I forget. Yeah, An- she's Anaki? probably yeah. Ananaki. <laughs> yeah, Anaki or something. Yeah, there's those a bunch. Are good. I yeah. mean, you can get those. I, I, I take that back. I have seen those. In the regular market, they're kind of few and far between. But I think if you go to one of those Asian markets, they usually have a bunch of different mushrooms. So it's strange. They got all the good stuff, dude. I know, right? Yeah, yeah it's just you got to know what you're doing. It can be a little intimidating, but for sure, like you can find some really, really good stuff. Uh, it seemed like a lot of the stuff from Taiwan. There was a lot of good, like fake meat and stuff, and not all of it was vegan. You had to kind of check it. No, but some of the spots like I've gone to that seemed like they had a lot of product from Taiwan. It seemed for some reason there was a lot of like good vegetarian meats, fake meats and stuff. Hmm. I've noticed that at the grocery store, the supermarket lately. In two spots that I've been to, there's actually now. Uh. Well, you know, there's always, like, the Latin foods Uh section. You know how they describe it, Latin foods. Uh, Now there is a half an aisle dedicated to Asian uh, foods. Stuff that I haven't really seen before. Like, at the Ralph's, you know. I didn't, I don't, yeah, I didn't, I don't know. At first I was like, that's kind of condescending. But then I was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool because... Obviously, it's going to be more expensive at, like, Ralph's or whatever, but, you know, it's right next to the house instead of having to go, in, having to go down to Little Saigon to get food. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's, it's weird, right? Like, I see that sometimes the signs that say, like, ethnic food, and I'm like, what exactly no, is yeah. that supposed yeah, to mean, right? Foods. Like, <laughs> I, I understand what they're saying, but, right, it's the way it's phrased. It just comes off kind of like, um, all right, the ethnic food section. <laughs> yeah but you know i knew if i needed coconut right milk, it'd yeah be right no, there. for sure, sure. Enough, it was right there. <laughs> you're like asking excuse me can you direct me to the ethnic food section <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah but back to back to the mushrooms um dude i cannot express enough how good mushrooms are just in everyday cooking they're it's so useful man they're so plentiful we were using those they're not that high the mushroom calories, powders though. that that's a good one like the reishi and the lion's mane i don't know if they really taste that great but if you're making a chowder like a mushroom broth or something you can add some of that to them like i'll put them in my smoothie so but i'm gonna need to figure out a vegan cream of mushroom soup Oh, dude, like we, Natalia's done similar things. I'll have to talk to her about it. But yeah, there's definitely recipes out there and you can kind of jazz them up. I mean, when you've got three different kinds of mushroom powders in the cabinet, you know, just dump a little of this one, a little of that one, you know, it's, eh. there's all kinds of claims about what these mushrooms can do. I don't know. I've tried a lot of them. Yeah. But usually when I'm taking them, it's because I'm hmm. eating healthy, well, drinking have- smoothies, exercising. So it's kind of hard to say. That that just strikes me odd. Like you're drinking mushroom f- for like, I guess flavor both? or health benefits. I think mainly health benefits. But you, you like, hmm. I don't know. People use these mushrooms for flavor for sure. Like when you go to the the mushroom festival, people are using soups and stuff. When you look online, people make recipes. But I think you're kind of it's a combination, right? It's like it doesn't taste bad. It goes with the flavor of what you're trying to make. But I think it's mainly because this stuff's healthy. Or because it's supposedly good for brain or blood flow or something. Like, there's Mm. separate claims made for each of them, you know. Some of them are better for your mind. Some are better for your body. 
I, I figure, hey, it can't hurt, right? Mushrooms are awesome. I f- right. Something that is so, not even the the whole like life cycle and the way it interacts with the forest and the, the environment it's in. And like, it's like the heaviest by mass weight of life on the planet. Right. And then on top of that, the psychedelic properties of the mushroom, man, like, I'm, well, I knew you'd bring that. Well, up. <laughs> I mean, of course, right. Like that it's almost like God's playing a joke. It's like, okay, here's this substance. You know, you eat some of these mushrooms, you, you kind of get the giggles. You have a good time. And then if if you eat too much, right, if you try to overdo it, you see the fucking universe. (laughs) It's just like, ah, like, (laughs) it doesn't kill you. It just fucking, like, I I don't know. There's something hilarious about it to me. But, yeah, I mean, there's obviously something very powerful about humans' relationship to it and, like, fungus in general. And I like the taste. I like the idea of it a lot. And before I went vegan, I was never like, oh, my God, mushrooms. I'm definitely much more into it now. But part of that is having kind of a, a different connection with them now. Like, just the smell of, like, a box of mushrooms. Like, mm. <laughs> like I don't know, you know? It's, it's different. <laughs> what would you say your favorite mushroom dish is? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's so hard. Kind of how we did it, like barbecued, uh, what are the shiitake, the big ones? The the ones that I had yesterday portobello, were portobellos, yeah, but yeah. I do have, yeah. I But see, I've been utilizing those, like, nonstop, which is fine. You know, they're great. Like, that's, I think, what they put on those blackened mushroom tofu burgers from, uh, yeah. uh, ta- what is it, what the hell Taco is that Loco? place? In yeah, no, for Lilo, sure. Yeah. Th- that's up there, man. Like, I really like mushrooms with spinach. When you make something like that, where it has like kind of that spinach or artichoke flavor with it, like, I'm trying to think. Huh. A lot of times, Natalia <laughs> used to I'm... make them and put them over steak, but she we do mushrooms. Oh yeah, oh, we do that God. as like a side though. <laughs> sautéed mushrooms with garlic over a steak. Oh. I think it's kind of what you touched on when we were eating mm. the other night, though. You don't really want to fuck with them too much. You kind of want to bring out the flavor of the mushroom, right? I guess it's... So, oh, I, yeah. yeah. I, you know, like... Like I said, I was never that big on them, but they've grown on me. Definitely now I'm like, man, mushrooms. Yeah, when you offer it, I'll... All over well, that. Yeah. That's why I want to find different types of mushrooms that I can experiment with because they're just so good. And those anaki mushrooms, I I can't remember what they're called. Those are so good. Like, they're just so good. I went through a chili pepper phase where I was growing all kinds of different crazy chili peppers. I think we got like a mushroom mold thing once. I don't know whatever happened with it. I kind of always wanted to grow them yourself. I know you Hmm. can do a bunch like oyster and different kinds. for you i think i'm a bad influence now i brought you those those fake cheeto type things from trader joe's they were good because they were in front of me dude 
I'm not gonna lie. Mm. I, I mean, I'm not gonna go and... out of my way to buy them just because. But you know what? I ended up making another sandwich today, a mushroom sandwich, but I used two pieces of bread. So that kind of. Mm. Uh, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not usually eating that much bread. Plus the sausages with the buns; those were delicious. So I'm gonna fuck your whole game up right now. Did you find vegan hot Cheetos? No, 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 I'm not that bad. (laughs) But there is a pan dulce that has all vegan options in Santa Ana. Yeah. Yeah, you never, you're not a Mexican sweet bread guy, huh? You know, I grew up with pan dulce. My tata, he loves, I think it's more of the idea of the sweet bread. It's a nostalgic thing for him. I'm not so keen on it. It's just so bready and i mean yeah man it's got to be super fresh right like just out of the oven otherwise it's almost inedible it's just like a rock in your stomach it's like yeah you gotta dip it in some coffee or some hot chocolate or champurado or something it's like ah man yeah i I don't know i i just thought okay vegan fondue say i want to check it out i'm a little curious so did you or are you going to? I have not. No, I'm I'm debating, right? So I checked it out on Yelp and the reviews are very mixed. So I don't know about these these vegan fine dulce guys. They might be a little shady, right? <laughs> <laughs> One guy claims that he knows there was dairy in it because he's <laughs> uh, allergic or something. He got sick. I don't know, man. I don't know. We trust him with the fine dulce. We'll see. I was looking for information on the concha. Like, I was curious. The guys at my work get them once in a while, which I'm doubting are vegan. And I wanted to know why there was the pattern. You know, like how there's like a little pattern on the, the right, concha like bread the on the square top the frosting. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, they run it through a little mesh thing that leaves the pattern on it. And actually, Armand said he thinks it might have something to do with like the bread cracking. But it looks, I guess that's how it gets the, the shape for the concha, right? It looks like a shell when you put the right. pattern on it. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It was kind of interesting to me, though. I guess the story behind the pan dulce is that it's wheat, right? And wheat didn't really grow or didn't grow here at all. And then they were having trouble finding places to even make it grow. And eventually they started to incorporate it. You know, people from Europe wanted the wheat, but the, the local people didn't want to eat it at all. And I guess somewhere along the way, somebody figured out to add sugar to it, and the people here would eat it. <laughs> the styles are come from different places in Europe, so I guess there's reasons why different immigrants to Mexico brought their styles of making the bread, and then the, the sweet breads are very similar to those kinds of styles. But I guess originally the reason they made them sweet was to get the the local people, the native people, to be able to eat it. And then... Some figure, I forget if it's a priest, was seen in public dipping his sweet bread into some hot chocolate or some coffee or something. and So then it became a trend, and now it's like a Mexican tradition. You dip it in the coffee or the, the hot drink. And I don't know. I thought That's it was your a- rabbit hole on the concha. I, I thought I you were going to give me that. some profound like reasoning behind the, the design on top. Nothing so <laughs> deep, no. No, it's pretty straightforward. Nice. Yeah, I, I it's it's just not that appealing to me for some reason. You know, I used to they love had, them when I was a kid, but you know, kids like sweets. 
like anything, right? Yeah. No, they have other stuff. They've got a Trace Litch's cake that's vegan that I'm a little curious about. Interesting. Yeah, so there might be a reason to go there yet, but I, I kind of feel the same appealing. way about the sweet bread. Yeah, if I'm honest, I guess it's more just a nostalgia thing where I'm like, okay, man, I haven't had a Mexican sweet bread in over a year, and it's never, it's the same kind of thing. It's like a donut where it's like, I, I don't really want that. I honestly probably like donuts a little bit more. Of course you do. They're more American. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got some good donut shots in Long Beach. I'm going to yeah, miss that. I'm, I'm, no. Oh, yeah. But no, there's, there's like a vegan one right up the street from us that I, they'll I'm make all these keen. different vegan donuts. I had a friend bring, like, every time he gets donuts, you know, he'll get me the vegan donuts. And like, I'm just not like that big of a donut person anymore. They're just, and maybe it's just my mentality right now. I'm sure I could just, mm, I, you, you yeah. know what? For a while, my friend Derek worked for Krispy Kreme. And I just had boxes of that shit everywhere, dude. Like, nonstop Krispy Kreme. He was a delivery guy, so he would just, you know, I would have like six full boxes of Krispy Kreme. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Krispy Kreme too, man. Those are like, I remember when they first came out, everybody's, oh my god, it's so good, it's addictive, oh, it's because they use real sugar. <laughs> but then, man... I got sick of them so fast, you know, like I really did. Like it was good for the first like six months. And then all of a sudden it was just like, ah, I don't think I ever want to eat that ever again. <laughs> ah. <laughs> the spot by us, they're nice and fluffy. They're not like the traditional, just like crappy coffee chop donuts. You know, they're like, they've got, I think they got cronuts and everything they're like a fancy pants kind of donut. Like it's, it's pretty solid. I was surprised. I'm like, man, this is like very cakey and like very yeah. Didn't have that kind of bitter flavor that donuts sometimes. Get. It was I don't know if it's the oil they use or what, but they uh, seemed like it was a little superior to your average donut. I'm I'm kind of stuck on them right now. We'll say this: you put a cooler in front of me, though. I might fuck that thing up. Archie Bald, we've been doing this podcast thing for quite a while, and I notice we don't really say each other's real names too often. We've gotten pretty good at calling each other Armand and Archie and Amazon. Well, no longer Armand, but okay, Natalia. Yeah, I mean, once in a while we slip, and you know, when we started out, we had Ron Jarmy, was like our swear jar where there were little horrible things you had to do if you slipped. But now... I, I do remember Ron Jaramie. Yeah, R.I.P. He's a kombucha jar now. He he became a hipster. <laughs> he gentrified. <laughs> uh, Go on. Yeah, we no longer have Ron Jaramie, but this reminded me. I was speaking with old Armand the other day, and he told me, man, you got to tell this story on the podcast. Um, okay, I haven't told this story on the podcast. I don't know if it really makes me look great. Here we go. Years ago, I, I met this girl. I'm not going to say her name. i got to come up with a fake name for her, but this girl. Anyway, so I, I meet this girl. And we're kind of taken to each other. 
And apparently her mother had heard some bad things about Amazon Halliburton. I don't know. I'm not going to get into detail. I don't know what exactly bad things. But she she had heard that he just wasn't a top-notch guy. Stand-up guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't really? know what could have given her this impression. Kind of seeing the daughter, and the daughter wants to bring me over, you know? And I'm like, well, okay. So I'm... I decide that I'm going to go by a pseudonym. So we tell the mothers that, that my name's Mark. For like a good like half a year, a year, maybe longer, I I got everybody to kind of play along, and we we called me Mark. And she didn't figure it out until one day when my parents came over to the house and were like looking for me to pick me up or something, and it slipped. <laughs> So I was d- huh? I mean, how, oh, how, fuck! How did that play out? Two fish. <laughs> you knew that oh, was coming. Fuck. I knew that was coming. Uh, but how did that play out? Uh, that so for years afterward, the lady would refer to me as Mark and kind of give me this look. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I wasn't too much shit. I would like to know what what she. I heard don't know exactly. I'm not. I'm pleading the fifth. Hide a poo? Is that what it was? Was it hide a poo? What what kinds of horrible slander people were were making about me at that point in my life? Treacherous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I don't know. What do you do? You feel different as Archibald? I mean, you've often gone by. You you've had handles like throughout your life, right? So it's not your first time with. What I've had a handle, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right. Huh. I'm enjoying it. I I like being Amazon Halliburton. Yeah. I don't know if that's a very good topic, but I I think it's interesting. I'm still still waiting to find out what the fuck this lady could have heard about you that was so damn bad. Like, I mean, it's not like you were fucking, you know. Yeah. I mean, come on, give me a hint here. Like, what did you do? I think I was just, like, young and partying, drinking and stuff. Like, just, I don't know what exactly she heard about me. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, now it seems, like, rather mild. It was probably stupid. I Maybe she told her mom something about some outrageous thing that I had done. That's kind of what the, the gist hmm. that I got. I never really got a straight answer. But, yeah. I, 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 that's the feeling. It's very vague. The feeling I very had. Vague. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was just like, you gotta use a fake name. That Amazon Halliburton, he's a fucking dipshit. I'm like, oh man, all right. <laughs> it took a while. It's hard when somebody looks, it's not so hard on the podcast because we don't look face to face, but when people call you and you just don't even like acknowledge it and it takes you a second, it's like, say, oh yeah, yeah, Mark, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like who me? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Mark. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. Me. What's up? <laughs> I mean, it seemed easy. I don't know how obvious we were. Nobody ever called us out on it. But... <laughs> Wonderful. I like it. I like it. So, how do you like using your pseudonym? Like, do you ever just throw that out there? Like, yeah, hey, my name's Amazon. I haven't taken to like, using it what? in the real world, really. No, maybe I should. Hmm. It kind of Maybe. it kind of makes me smile. Introduce myself as Amazon. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Amazon Mark Halliburton the third. The third. Or a long line yeah. of Amazon Halliburtons. 
The first two clones were murdered in a spatial experience. So I don't know if we really talked about the creative cliff illusion before. Did I bring this up? I think you have, actually. Okay. So it kind of led me to this topic. So I'm researching many more topics and finding different things. And down the rabbit hole, and I keep seeing articles and different things come up about flow state. Have you heard this expression before? Um, not necessarily. So it's described as when you're doing a task or activity and you're just completely into the moment of doing it where time just flows and you just don't really realize even the time is passing. You're just content in what you're doing. Like uh, in the zone, you're like you're with it. Like you're you're there. Yeah, yeah relaxed but also productive and not having to think too much but just concentrate on the task and taking pleasure in doing the task and it's just completely immersed in what yeah, you're doing yeah it's kind of related to mindfulness making music doing art oh many many different forms okay i have had experiences like psychedelic experiences where i've just gone flow state i think especially when people take small dosage like microdose and stuff that's kind of the goal being able to just achieve flow state almost at will randomly at any task as opposed to only certain tasks that you actually would find pleasurable but i've been reading more and more about flow state just having experienced some really incredible states of flow that were just like oh man it's almost like you're tapping into the universe or to like the the moment or something i don't know how to explain it but I'm kind of learning how to try to do it just obviously without the aid of any kind of substance, just kind of in my own with different tasks that I've already got to do, but just kind of learning how to access the flow state to where life is a little bit easier and more pleasurable. I'm a little bit more in the moment. Okay. I don't know. I, so far, I'm having some luck that there's a lot of advice on how to kind of get there. And even just the act of doing it of pursuing it is kind of a relaxing kind of you're changing up the activity so it's not as boring and repetitive i guess you know what i mean it's something new hmm. so so far i'm kind of having luck with it i'm kind of enjoying digging a little bit deeper into this idea of flow state it does feel like you're just that's the optimal place for you to be where you're kind of just in touch with your surroundings of the universe and doing what you should be doing but like joyfully and not fighting it and just kind of everything seems to fall into place almost such is life some hippie shit obviously so, what, what things have you been do what things have you been doing to to find yourself in a flow state the editing of music or making music or like even just something simple like doing the dishes putting things away things that i don't enjoy doing or like cleaning or something like flow state with the dishes, okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I know it sounds crazy. But it really does. No, kinda no, no. Help. I, I can attest to being in a flow state for hours on end. Of course, it was chemically induced, but yeah, no, I'm flow state. Yeah, I'm with mm. you. 
I'm with Were you. you talking about like prodging <laughs> out when you're on meth or something? Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. But that's like an unhealthy variant of it, right? Well, sure. Yeah. But I, I mean But the fact that it's possible correlate with what you're saying, that's a flow state. How right? would you get into like a similar state that was healthy? Uh I'll say this when I was younger and they had me on Ritalin, I was on a flow state as well in school huh. and in cleaning my room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the problem is, is like when you do it that often, a substance is that's toxic to your body, right? It's not going to benefit you in the long run because it's going to catch up to you. If you can. I think it makes it harder to actually do that naturally. Because ah, uh, you become reliant. But now you know how it right. feels, right? So at least you know what the goal is. Like, you know what a flow state looks like, even like an unhealthy one. You know, when like when I'm jogging and when I'm working out or when I'm cleaning nowadays, like that's a, it's a good indicator of being in a flow state. You know, you just got your groove. For sure. Well, they, they say that about like driving or walking or running that you go into like a moving meditation almost, you know, it's like one of the easiest ways to kind of throw yourself into that headspace is just to go out and take a walk or take a jog or bike ride or something. Trying to learn how to enjoy the time I've got left, but also maximize being productive and being a useful member of my family and society. Right. Day to day, you get pretty stressed, and it's like, how do you overcome that and still find joy in just the small things that you probably don't really want to do? Tricking your brain into enjoying the things that you got to do anyway. I could see the appeal, definitely. I could see why a lot of people would be taking to it, but I wonder if it's kind of just a bullshit thing to try to make you feel better about yourself or if there's actually efficacy to trying to pursue that and spend my time trying to learn how to get into a flow state or something. Yeah, no, I don't think it would be a bad use of time. Probably not. It might be cool. You might be able to show other people how to do it once you get better at it. I, I I am optimistic, willing to try it. It can't be hurtful. Although, I mean, yeah, you don't want to get involved in a cult that sucks you into something through that or something, right? Like, got to be careful, like, who's teaching you about flow state? Or do you? Or do you? We're going to start the dummy cult. We're going to have everybody flowing. Condescending as it may seem, I'm wondering if there's ever been a name brand anything, not even name brand, but like luxury anything that you've ever wanted. Designer, I'm sure guitars probably, right? Yeah, I mean, of course, like, I'd like to have like a nice Gibson. Okay. What about... (laughs) Uh, when it comes to style. I mean, I always wanted a Fender. I got my Stratocaster. Right, but it's it also is well-made and serves its purpose for you, right? Yes, yeah, of course. So I have for the longest time, which isn't me. I think it is me, actually. I like nice things. There hasn't been something really nice that I think is nice that I could actually say I really want. But for the last couple of years, and I know it's it's bougie, and I know it's like, really? It's not something that I would necessarily say, like, I got to have it. But it's burning this hole in my gut where I got to have this sooner than later. 
and it <laughs> it is a Louis Vuitton <laughs> money money wallet. It's just it's just like a I hold a cheap wallet now. It's just like a a, a card slip. Basically, you put your credit cards in it, right? Man, you gotta get me started on the tape wallet. Right, right. But I really want this Louis Vuitton credit card holder. So, what is it? It's just it's, a credit card. So it's just like a band, no, like no, a no, little. No. It's like a. It's like a leather. So it's like the size of your credit card, and it holds a couple credit cards. But I'm sure it's cool as I fuck. I mean, I think so. Fucking a. And the fact that it's a Louis Vuitton. I never used to care about that shit. In fact, I used to, I would never want something that's branded with a name or anything like that. Right. You know? Right. But I really I get I really, it. I want this Louis Vuitton bad. <laughs> How much is it? It's probably like 800 bucks. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean just don't lose it, right? Right. Right. But see, I don't wear my wallet in my back pocket any longer. I put it in my front right pocket, you know? That I just when I come back to Orange County, I get a little comfortable, but yeah, no, I used to have like a, a a black leather wallet that you could hook a chain to forever, and somebody told me that their doctor told them stop using wallets like in your back pocket because it'll mess up your alignment in your back, which really? kind kind of makes sense if you put a bunch of fucking pointless shit in your wallet like I did, like you know have every dummies public service announcement. I have like every card I ever owned in my wallet. Now I just put like two or three credit cards in my ID card in my holder and that's it. I don't carry cash. So I'm thinking this Louis Vuitton would be perfect for me. I know it's it's a little much, but I mean, has there any ever been anything like that? Like designer that you've ever wanted? Probably not. Maybe a Vespa. That's not I'm t- that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm, Have I'm you ever pr- bought simple Natalia? Well, right. No, I get that though. See, I totally like shoes. Get that. I guess I kind of used to like shoes. I never got like really super expensive shoes though. Yeah, neither have I. But having like a nice pair of slacks, like I got that pair of uh, what the heck is the name of the brand? It's nice to have like a nice pair of pants or like a nice pair of nice pair of pants aren't all they're cracked up to be. I remember after my wedding, uh, my my pop he got me these pants from the men's warehouse, and I was like, I don't want pants from there, dude. Like, I'll just get some Dockers or something, you know? He's like, No, 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 I got you these pants. I wear these jeans. They're pretty expensive. I'm like, I don't want jeans, man. I wear girl jeans. Okay. <laughs> He's like, No, no, no. I got you these slacks. 187 bucks for a pair of like dress pants, right? Yeah, yeah. And, no, and they're... Like my rag and bone pants are like that. They're like super expensive, but it's like I got a good deal when the pandemic happened. I think I got like 75% off or something. Yeah, no, I still can't see. Like, they're, I barely ever wear them because, first of all, like when I get pants, I have to get them hemmed. And I can never get anybody to hem my pants correctly. They always look kind of funky. But when you spend that much money, although I, I'm very, very appreciative that my, my old man got those for me, you know, but 
But right, if you're not going to wear them, what's the point, right? It's right. Like, but I want the Louis Vuitton. <laughs> so You know you'll use that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll send you a picture of it. It's just stupid. Like, it's stupid to spend my money on that, you know? Send me a link, and I'll put it in the... Uh... The comment, the description section. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, yeah. I just want that. I don't know why. I, I, I can't tell you honestly why. I mean, I don't even really care for Louis Vuitton, but that thing, it just like oozes c- cool. <laughs> Man, I want to check it out. You piqued my curiosity. It's it's just a simple Louis print too. It's just the LV, you know. We gotta up our listenership so we can get matching Louis Vuitton credit card holders. Woo! That's how you know we hit the big time. We get them in uh, embroidered, engraved. I don't. What do you do with leather? Embroidered, embossed. Oh, emboss it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Left have you ever dummies. gotten Natalia like a really, really, really expensive purse? Or is she not into no. that either? I think she probably wouldn't mind it. Then you gotta go out make it make it a, a, a goal. Go out and get her a fucking I think the problem is me picking it. <laughs> like you know if I just like take her out and let her pick it. I need to pay attention when she talks about things she likes. I think that's what it is, is right. like Take her to one of those stores, walk her out, look at what she's gawking at, and then be like, okay, she likes that one, and then go back. And that would be the only way I could make that happen and not totally fuck up. Yeah. So I I actually, I went on this little kick where I really tried to find, like, something nice to get my wife. And I was like, uh, you know, where do you go? You go to the mall. Talk to all those cosmetic chicks that do all the like the Coco Chanel and the the Gucci and the Michael Coors and all that stuff that I have no idea about um the coach bags but I I got her a couple of them I had to go out of my way to like even you know ask her sisters like hey do you think she would like this one because the ones I would pick they're like no she wouldn't like that one you gotta do some research you have to kind of listen but yeah, you you should pay attention because it's hard as fuck. If you spend a bunch of money on something and they're like, oh, thank you. Do you have the receipt still? <laughs> yeah, keep your receipt. I think that's the key. Yeah. I don't know why it's so hard. Louis Vuitton. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to lie. If somebody gave me like a Louis Vuitton backpack... I would probably wear that fucking thing now that I think about it. <laughs> right, you're not like I don't know about the style. Yeah. Uh, it's I'll not take really that me. Twenty five hundred dollar bag for sure. <laughs> it's just like making me crazy. I needs that. Sounds like it's a fairly reasonable goal as long as you're not, you know, frivolously just buying these kinds of luxurious items at like the cost of what you need to take care of. Like, wow, what the hell, right? No. Yeah, no. The kids are going to get Paw Patrol toys before I get my Louis Vuitton. There you go. Yeah, it's a reason to, like, get up and go to work every morning. Something tangible that you can see that's like a goal. Keep in mind, if I get this wallet, I'm not going to ever have another wallet forever. (laughs) Like, that will be the wallet they bury me with. (laughs) It's an investment. 
watch it falls apart within like a year. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's like cheaply made. It's totally mass You're produced. Just paying for There's that like name. a billion of them in some warehouse. Oh, it's like the diamond trade. That one, you ever dig into that one? It's like, oh my gosh. You know, I actually have a very, very honest, legit jeweler who has always done me righteous. And this guy, like, had I known about him when I first started getting jewelry, I would have saved thousands of dollars. Not that I buy all kinds of jewelry. I'm just saying, like, ah. he, he, it makes sense the way he talks about it, you know? He's like, anything you, like a K's, a Daniel's, unless you're going to some, like, very, very explicit boutique, like, these things people can get for much, much, much less. Much less. Like a $1,300, yeah, a $1,300 ring. Oh, I believe it. Even a, like, $5,000 ring is going to be, like, a, a a third or a quarter of the price. Oh, yeah, we went through that with our wedding. We went to this smaller jeweler, and they gave us such a better deal than we would have yeah. got at one of those, like, box brand named, like, box store name like it's places oh my gosh yeah yeah it was staggering the price difference yeah it was amazing it was just like right. oh my god why would anybody go to this other place and it just feels so seedy they if the small place felt so much nicer and so much more like cordial and friendly and yeah we got financing oh great <laughs> yeah right it's like oh jeez. yeah those places seemed awful and then they kept following up with us. We're like, nah, we got a freaking ring. We're good. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, it's your birthday. We just wanted to let you know that we have a special yeah, going man. on right now. people seem really <laughs> sleazy. I'm glad we didn't go with that. It's like, hey, you just feel so pressured with the wedding, you know? Gotta do this, gotta do that. Everything seems rushed. And then like, everybody yeah. charges you double because it's a wedding. And then it's over. Like that. This is true. What kind of jewelry, when you talk about jewelry, what got you into jewelry? So I, I, my wife is not like a big jewelry person, but she's got, I mean, after so long, you think I would have taken a hint, (laughs) you know, she appreciates it, but you know, bless her heart, she's not the type to wear a bunch of jewelry, you know, which in hindsight, like. I'm super grateful for but you know for a while I was like almost trying to push it on her like here I got you this oh I got you this hey look at this I got you this uh, it was more just a cheesy way of trying to show her that I care and how much I love her but you know those aren't the kinds of things that that yeah, yeah. I mean she appreciates it don't get me wrong um, but in marriage you learn that there's other ways to show that you care you know, it doesn't always have to be like, for you know, sure, jewelry and expensive things. Now, if she was to get me the Louis Vuitton wallet, yeah. I mean, I would wear it every day in my pocket. <laughs> so, <laughs> wife, if you're listening, which I know you're not, <laughs> shoot the Louis. <laughs> <laughs> As the same goes to anybody listening, if you want to get Archibald a <laughs> Louis Vuitton credit card holder, if Louis Vuitton himself is listening and he wants to send us a like free a, sample. A swat, what do they call them? Swatch? Slotch? Slotch? Whatever. Like a couple pieces of leather. Woo! <laughs> 